Yamini, I'm pronouncing that correctly, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. For someone who's Indian, I'm really bad at pronouncing Indian names. <laughs> it's okay. We're like conditioned to be in the Western world. I feel like we're all, we always second guess it. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, let's talk about you and comedy. So, what got you inspired to do comedy? What mediums do you perform? And how long have you been performing for? Yeah, so I guess I've always loved comedy. Like, I loved watching comedy TV. I loved, like, watching comedy movies. I loved, like, watching stand-up as a kid. And I watched SNL with my parents all the time when they, like, let me when it was appropriate. Um, (laughs) And then (laughs) when I was in high school, I was a big theater kid growing up, too. Like, I performed a lot. And I was definitely, like, more into the dramatic as a kid. Um, But in high school... I started doing improv as like something to add on to doing theater like I thought it would help me with those kinds of skills and I really liked it like I loved doing improv I think I didn't really have a good time in that group because it was just like a lot of dudes being bros um telling inside jokes I just didn't really feel like I belonged there so I didn't really think that like comedy was my thing it was just something like fun I was doing um but it was definitely like a release and doing improv was is definitely a special experience and I think really helps you get out of your head and I think I'm like so deeply in my head all the time so yeah it helped me a lot there and then when I got to college I didn't think I was going to keep doing comedy in that way but I auditioned for uh the improv and sketch group at U Chicago and I got in and I could immediately tell from the audition that it was like a much different vibe than my high school improv group it was just so much more supportive so much more diverse so much more like inclusive Mm -hmm. And I felt like that was where I really developed passion for comedy. I kept doing improv and then I started doing sketch there. So that was my first time writing comedy. Um, And I like I've made a lot of friends that group who I will continue to use as like feedback and, you know, writing partners and things like that. So it was really great. And then I started doing stand up about um, I I, like decided I wanted to do stand up maybe my sophomore, junior year of college and then started doing it my senior year. It was definitely the most scary thing that I had done because everything else I've done in a group and with improv, with sketch, um, you can't like attribute it to yourself. You might make a dumb move once or twice, but it's like diffused among the group. And with improv particularly, people aren't, don't get mad at you if you fuck up because they acknowledge that um, that it's made up on the spot. So with stand-up, I knew it had to be, like, perfect, and I really just, I was going to be mortified if nobody laughed, so the first time I did it, I was so, so, so nervous, and it went really well, and I think that was the first time I really conceptualized myself as, like, a funny person on my own, Yeah. (laughs) since then, I have been doing, like, all kinds of things. I think improv, a little bit less so. I think improv, for me, is, like, a foundational building block. It's less of, like, what I want to do going forward, but it definitely is kind of, I get a lot of ideas from improv. Like I try, like use improv as kind of a sounding board for ideas for sketch and yeah, stand up. Yeah, like that. I feel that. But it's not like something I want to actively perform really going forward, I think. I'm more of like sketch stand up person. I really want to get into more writing of other kinds too. Like I've been playing around with that right now. Um, but yeah, I think it's definitely something that I feel helps me connect with people a lot I think like making someone laugh if I I feel like if I can make you laugh I can like understand you and I think that is it's very I like need that in my life 
even if it's just like between friends and stuff I think that's like for me the most important way I connect with people so that's why like comedy is really important to me yeah 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 (laughs) Yeah. um so what inspires your material um like life I don't know that's really I feel a (laughs) a simple answer but I think just like I'll like be complaining to my friends and I'll be like, ha, this is kind of funny. <laughs> and then I'll write it down and I'll turn it into a joke. And that's kind of like how most of my material comes from. Yeah. Like, I think there's also like a little bit of a political bent to it. I think I like to, to tell jokes of the moment and I like to kind of make kind of difficult things lighthearted to digest. Um, I think that's definitely a big part of it is like turning hard things into to easy to understand things um yeah it's definitely I just like to like make fun of shit like I don't I don't know that's I (laughs) I don't know how to explain it I feel like I'm a different person depending on the day so yeah I think I I can't perceive myself that easily it's hard (laughs) need someone else to tell me I think I just I just like to I just like to make complicated things digestible and also make fun of life. Yeah, I love that. And you're one of the funniest people like I've like met. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Like <laughs> I, think I I found your TikTok and I was like, who is she? <laughs> and then when you follow me on Twitter, I was like literally screaming. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> Thank you. So how many times do you perform in a week slash like weekend and what is like what do you consider to be like a successful night for you? Yeah I think it's definitely changed um because of COVID like I was graduating I graduated college this spring and I thought you know I was kind of waiting I was like you know I don't like this comedy stuff I'm gonna finish school and then I'm gonna go ham on it my spring quarter I didn't I wasn't taking classes I was like I'm gonna spend this whole quarter doing mics and then I'm gonna graduate I'm gonna go home and do a bunch of mics before I get a job and everything like that and then obviously that didn't happen because COVID hit like right before I finished classes yeah so um in that spring was when I got on TikTok and I got on it just because my friends were like it'd be fun and at that point at that point I think I still thought like you know comedy is like a fun hobby that I have and I don't think I'm gonna do anything with it. It's just like, I like to tell jokes and I would like to uh, make people laugh in whatever capacity I have to do it. Then I got on TikTok and I was doing pretty well on it. And I think that was the point where I realized like, you know what, like this sucks, like COVID sucks. And it sucks that we are all stuck here. And it sucks that like people are losing their jobs, sucks like, which is not a good time to graduate, but I'm gonna take advantage of this. And I'm going to try as hard as I can to like do what I can on the internet to, you know, pursue this while I can. So I was on TikTok. I was doing that like really intensely for a while and it it was going well. I kind of got tired of it at a certain point. I think it became kind of stifling, but then I moved to Twitter and I made a lot of friends there and a lot of connections to other people like across the country, across the world who do comedy. And that was really great because I think it felt, I felt like I was alone in it for a long time. Um, And I was doing Zoom mics here and there, but at first they were really awkward and uncomfortable and I felt like I was bombing in every single one, everyone's mics off and everything like that. But after a certain point, I kind of just got used to it. And I was like, you know what? Like, who cares if nobody laughs? Like it's so low stakes. Like I don't have to go anywhere. I can literally just 
sit in my room and talk to the computer for five minutes and like whatever if I bomb like I don't have to like sit in the room with those people feeling uncomfortable after like I just do my time and I like sit I I didn't move I just sitting here <laughs> and so it's not like I wasted some part of my, my time or anything so it's like super low stakes and once I like figured that out it was I started doing a lot more of those shows and it's been good because I've met a lot of people through them um I think I'm doing more now than I was at the beginning of all of this I would say yeah. I would do it kind of happens in ways like the other weeks where I do nothing and then weeks where I'm like in like five shows it's just kind of random depending on what's going on um and I've been doing a lot more like writing sketches and like trying to film little character videos and things like that for Twitter which has been really fun like I think that it's harder for me to do I, I like have less motivation to do those things because it's just like it's gonna be writing in your own voice so it's it's kind of easier to to do for me at least but yeah that stuff has been really fun and I'm just keeping up doing it and I've been trying to like work on projects with people which has been good and then starting the podcast has been like a really good outlet because I've been able to like connect with people and also just like do like it's not really I wouldn't I don't know if I would call it comedy I think it's like funny but it's like just talking to people and I think that yeah it also feels like a social outlet so it's good yeah, yeah no I feel that um so what's it like being a woman and a queer person as well performing in the Chicago and LA scene um I think it's not performing as a woman and a queer person it's like fine it's I think um, being a woman is like we is like kind of weird at open mics a lot of times they're like really male dominated space so I always bring friends and stuff to make it feel more comfortable. I think like sometimes just like my material is very um, queer women of color oriented and I think sometimes like the white white people don't want to laugh at that or they just don't get it. I yeah. think that's like a little bit tricky. I think finding communities is. Um, the most important part for me I took some classes at Second City and I felt really weird about it like I just felt like the kind of thing that people were like laughing at and rewarding was not things that I, I found to be funny I think like I think comedy should always punch up and they were like punching down and laughing at it and I just didn't like it so yeah. I think it's really about finding your community like, there's so many people who do comedy there's so many spaces for comedy so there will be a space for what you think is good and want to do and I think it's just about finding those things and I think the internet has really helped me with that because I can like vet a person before I like do their show you know yeah yeah definitely um so what do you think needs to be improved in like these spaces of like Chicago and LA these male-dominated spaces and someone who didn't feel comfortable you know performing in those areas um and you get to find your own space kind of thing what needs to be improved? Um, I think there just needs to be more kind of spaces designated specifically for like women, people of color, gender minorities, LGBTQ people. Um, because I think that's just like, it's it's not easy to like enter that world when nobody looks like you and nobody thinks like you. Yeah. And so um, I think that's the case. I think also in these like uh, studios and uh, training centers and things like that, they need to have more, teachers of color, teachers um, from different backgrounds, things like that. Because at my experience in th those spaces are just like white men. Um, and 
I think that it's trending in a positive direction, but I think it's like hard to feel that on the ground level. When you like look up at like the people who are successful, it's, I think it's changing. Like we're seeing more diverse faces, but at the bottom, it can feel kind of lonely. I think, I think a lot of it, like finding people who are like you really helps because you can navigate those things together. I know it's like not always easy to do that, but I think that I'm, it's, I sound like, you know, a, a broken record, but I think like being online has really helped me with that. Like I found so many like queer women, like Indian women, um, you know, like all just all sorts of people who I like resonate with and connect with who like ha- are at the same place or a little bit further along than me who have really helped me. And I think that is really important. And I think it's more valuable than just like going to open mics randomly, you know? Yeah, no, so, I get that. Yeah. yeah. That's why I was so glad when I connected with you because we had so much in common. And mm-hmm. I was like, it was amazing to see like how much you grown and how much I yeah. grown. It was like crazy, like yeah. connected, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so do you feel like there's a difference between who you are on stage and off stage? I mean, yes, there's obviously a difference, but I don't think I'm like putting on a character when I go on stage. I think it's just a heightened version of myself. Mm-hmm. I think like I have a lot more range in real life than I do on stage. I, th- <laughs> um, I think, yeah, but I think not really. I think I'm a pretty similar person. Sometimes I'll play characters and things like that, but for the most part, when I do stand up, I'm doing it as myself with like my actual thoughts. I don't, I don't really like lie. I don't, I don't tell takes that I don't believe in. So yeah. Yeah. yeah that's great. So what are you, what are you hoping or dreaming about for the future of comedy? Um, personally, or like for all of com- like I guess, comedy? I guess both. Industry. I mean, like professionally and like personally, I don't know, whichever you want yeah. to go into that. Um, I guess like in the world of comedy, I would hope that it becomes more diverse. I hope that um, stories are told and on all levels from the people that, from all kinds of people. And I hope that like when we see you know, diverse people in movies and TV and stuff, like it's being written by the same, like, but it's not being written by white people. We see like all these trauma stories about diversity. And I like think we should have celebratory stories about diversity, like just people living and existing and being happy and living their lives. And I think that is what we need, especially in comedy. Yeah. Um, And I think that we should start affording opportunities to people who are like good people rather than, you know, I think so, I don't know. I think that matters. (laughs) And personally, I do want to do comedy. I think something that this time has taught me is that it's definitely like a dream of mine that I want. I want to flesh out trying to do it as much as I can until it's like, I literally can't do this anymore. I know like I'm lucky to have a degree from a good school that like, I know I can like whip out and get a job at any time. maybe not right now because the economy is messed up, but <laughs> at some point in the future, like I know I'll be, I'll be fine. Uh, so I think like it's a good time for me to pursue this and I know I really want to do it. Um, you know, stand up, I think is kind of hard right now. It's like the thing that I like the most, I feel most comfortable doing. It's like the hardest to do right now because there's not really as much of a proper outlet for that. But yeah. so I've been trying to like work on writing more and doing more like little character videos and things like that. I'm trying to like get skills and like video editing and audio editing and things like that so that I can kind of use those later to my advantage and I want to just like write make connections with people and then 
eventually I would love to, you know, act in things, do stand up on stage again, uh, write for a show or something. Those are things I want to do. Yeah. But it's kind of hard to envision what's like coming next when the world is so weird right now. Yeah, I feel that. Um, so last question. Mm-hmm. What advice do you have for future comics? And what is something that you wish someone told you when you first started out with comedy? Yeah. Um, what advice I would have for future comics um, is just like write down everything that you think is like remotely at all funny or an idea at all because it's better to have like 5 million ideas and 90% of them are bad than to like have written nothing down at all. Especially from I, my mom, I don't remember. I have such bad memory. <laughs> so like writing things down is really important. I like, whenever I go to do, um, to write stand up first set or something, I'll just go back to that list and I'll like always have an idea I can run with. And it really, really helps. And that's for stand up. that's for sketch, that's for like any kind of comedy that works for. Um, Cause it's not going to stay in your head. I promise. <laughs> There's yeah. like, um, and then another thing that I think it's advice I wish I'd been given and that I would give to other people, especially people that are not like cis white men um, is to like surround yourself with people who look and think like you and support you as a person. Um, not just as a comic or like, you, you know, because I think that really matters. And I think that your perception of if you're funny or if you're, good at this will is really dependent on if you feel supported and like cherished as a person because comedy comes from yourself and I think it's so tied up in your view of who you are that I think I spent so much so much time like not not believing in my humanity that I wasn't able to find my funny and I think it was once I met people who would like me that were doing comedy that I was able to feel that way fully I think that's really important. And I think that is something that I'm like really actively trying to do now is like put myself in spaces that are like actively not white and actively not um, like cis straight people. Cause I want to feel, I don't want to feel like a, to- like a token, uh, you know, yeah. I want yeah, to I feel understand like- that. Yeah. And I obviously there's a place to be in those spaces. Like if that's like, you want to be in the mainstream, like it obviously, but it's like, you shouldn't only be there. And I think for a long time I was like, I felt like important if they had like people had chosen me to be like their diversity member or whatever. Um, But I think it's like super important to surround yourself like actively with, you know, other people who are like you and care about you as like a human with experiences. So. Yeah. 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 I agree. That's a great statement from the amazing person you are. <laughs> um, Thank you. That is all I have. Thank you so much. Uh, continue to be great. You, like, <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, I'm excited for your show tomorrow. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited for it too. Yeah. Um, where are you? Where are you?